0: This is the Health, Hope and Healing Podcast. If you've ever wondered if there was more to life, if you find yourself yearning for connection, more purpose, more fulfillment, you're in the right place. We believe God dreamed more for you when He dreamed the dream of you. So this is an invitation, an invitation for you to take your next step into all Jesus did for you on the cross, all that's available here and now. So come on, let's step in. And maybe it's time to step up.
1: All right. Well, welcome. We are here. Uh, another podcast of health, hope, and healing. All things helpful, all things hopeful, all things healing. And I have the pleasure and honor to get and only sit with one doctor, but two. And so I am so very excited not only to welcome you back to another podcast, where we're going to talk about all things amazing. So welcome back. But we have Dr. Kyra Gutierrez and Dr. Amanda Moore with us. Welcome, ladies. Thank Good you. Good morning.
0: Thank you.
1: And so, so, Dr. Amanda, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you and uh, all the fun stuff that, that people want to know and hear?
2: All right. Well, I'm originally from uh, Northeast Texas. I grew up there. um, When I was 18, I was praying, where should I go? What should I be? And I woke up one morning and knew I was supposed to be a chiropractor. I'd never been to one, knew nothing about it, couldn't spell chiropractor. So I got online, started doing some research, found Parker, and I thought, well, I probably should at least meet one before I become one. And so there's some local chiropractors in the area, and I called them up and um, asked, you know, if I could just come and meet with them and ask them some questions. And then I ended up, they offered me a part-time job. So I worked all through undergrad there, and then started in Parker. So I met my husband there, of course. I didn't date him in Parker. The man drove me crazy. And so (laughs) then after I graduated and I was practicing in Paris, we started dating, and I thought, well, there's no way I'm going to get him there. Um, He's a city guy. And so then I moved here, and I've been practicing um, in a local family practice for the last 16 years. And we've got three daughters and a dog that's crazy and all kinds of fun stuff like that. So that's, that's how I got into chiropractic.
0: That's amazing that you could hear so clearly the voice of God, even at 18. Wow. So
2: it, I was not on my radar to be a chiropractor before that. My only previous memory, and I grew up in a very, you know, there's a pill for that and you should take it, mindset of a family. And I was listening to a commercial of some chiropractors that weren't even close because we lived out in the middle of nowhere. And they were explaining chiropractic and everything. And I said, Dad, I'd like to see a doctor like that. And he pointed to the DV and he goes, I don't trust those people. Now he says it's those particular doctors because he's a big fan of getting adjusted every time he sees me. Oh. <laughs> but I don't know if that's completely true. <laughs> that's awesome. So, but even as a kid, like I remember getting my hands on a reflexology book when I was probably 10 and, and I would practice on my family. So <laughs> I've always just been interested in, in natural health. That's
0: awesome. That's so good to hear. Tell us a little bit about, I mean, you've been exposed to chiropractic since you were 18 and had a job with those chiropractors. What kind, because there's all kinds of specialties in the field, where did you feel yourself drawn to as a population? Who do you love to serve?
2: Oh, I love the mix of everybody. You Mm know, I, I, I enjoy, you know, Pregnant mamas and babies, but I love my little old ladies and little old men, you know, and then, you know, somebody crawling in and the challenge of getting to the help them. I, I love the mix. I love a little bit of everything. I just, um, you know, I like how it, it changes up and it's something different. So. Absolutely. you can't pick one necessarily.
0: Absolutely. So what brought you over to our office because our office is different than the office you were employed at before what was it about our message or what we're doing that spoke to you
2: um oh i feel like we're all stressed these days and and it can be easily overwhelmed and i love the idea of addressing your emotional cuz it's Because when I work on someone and I adjust somebody, I mean we're talking about well what's going on in your life, because the emotional and the mental affect you physically, yes. and there's just a really deep connection to all that, and you can't separate it. And so to work on it from multiple angles, I think is is what everybody really needs to get the most benefit. And I think our
0: listeners just found out why we love you. Yes, <laughs> that is <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what we want to head for. That's our mission and where we're trying to go. So y'all can see how Dr. Amanda just fits beautifully with our office. She actually is in Colleyville, in our Colleyville location, and I moved all of my stuff out of those rooms and into the office in Southlake. So we're just super excited to have you on board and really looking forward to what God has planned for all of us in in that space. So we want to take a couple of minutes this morning, and, Brady, make sure you jump in anywhere you need to.
1: I'm just enjoying listening to you, ladies. This is amazing. (laughs) Got to take notes.
0: We want to talk about what actually is health. We have a lot of information now, a lot of bad information now that we have access to, a lot of marketing things that are pointed at us, but they're not actually valid. So what is health? And I'd love to hear, Brady, you talk about this
1: first. What do you think health is? oh I was I was thinking that I was just here to take notes and just kind of start us Ooh. off I, didn't realize I was gonna have to I think I think health is the dynamic of allowing us to walk in the attunement of what God created us to walk in. And I know, well, Brady, that's really vague. What does that mean? Well, exactly. We're on this journey of really, from the standpoint, I think of what Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father do. I kind of think of that kind of in a very physics-oriented kind of state, the idea that he attunes based upon being in connection with him. And I think that any opportunities where it's um, pain. Rejection, abandonment, insecurity, all those different complexities that can fall, like you were talking about, Dr. Moore, a while ago about the emotional mental components and how that hits our limbic system and our emotional brain. And the idea of really allowing the, um, the the soul, the mind to turn inward and validate that so that, therefore, we can actually walk in a tumor mind soul, and body, brain, two-in-one, so that we can invite God into that, so that we can continue walking that out, and not only that from a mental and emotional standpoint, but also from a physicality standpoint, by making sure that the areas that we are out of alignment, that we are working with professionals like you two ladies, to make sure that everything's working the way that it needs to, so not only just brain and body, but also mind And every complexity, spiritually, uh, just as Jesus did, he walked into a tomb. What does that mean for us to walk into a tomb? And so in that, that's the kind of the journey that I'm on, that I know that we're all on. And so in that, that's kind of the way I see health as I continue to learn.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. How does it look practically?
1: And Great question. Great question oh, was that for me or is that Dr. kind Dr. of things,
0: right? For any of us, all of us, what does that look like practically?
2: I would say balance, right? trying to find, you know, which is a constant, you know, work in progress, I feel, but how to make sure that I'm I'm taking care of myself. And not just one area, but multiple areas, how I know that this sets me off or, you know, I can spiral if these things are happening and, and kind of setting up safeguards that make me be mindful of that and to try and bring me back to where I'm not feeling overwhelmed, I'm taking care of myself, I'm making good choices, you know, just no, absolutely. trying to balance it.
0: Absolutely. And I think there's a couple of pillars we talk about in the office of things you've got to check and balance. So we talk about fitness. We talk about not just fitness of your body, fitness of your mind, fitness of your heart. Who are you letting cross your boundaries? Who are you not? Do you have healthy boundaries? You can have fitness in a lot of different ways. Um, We talk about detoxification because if your body is holding on to toxins, then you're going to hold extra weight. Your pathways aren't clear. You're going to have a hard time struggling. You're going to be more prone to hormonal imbalance and disease not just disease, ease but also detoxing your um, Instagram feed, detoxing your toxic environment, both physically, your air filters, your water, your sleep habits, but who's in your world? What does your language look like? detoxing from all the different environments. So we're looking at um, Sabbath and rest and how are you getting rest? Not just sleep at night, but a break, a break from your daily, a break from your work, a break from you know, really letting you have some downtime, and then we also talk about um, mentorship, mm. your mentorship as far as being healthy. If you haven't put all of those pieces together in one, it can be very hard to really, in my opinion, have health because you've got your hormones balanced, but your fitness is terrible, or you've got your you know one piece and another piece, and you can make some progress. It doesn't hold and it doesn't carry you into a higher level of how you want to be. Dr. Mann, did you remember um, through your education talking about the difference in disease and disease?
2: Yes. Can you talk a minute about that? Disease is when there's symptoms, when it's outward and obvious, whereas dis-ease is more, it's not as obvious, it's not you know a set of symptoms that fall into the certain category with a name and it's just more of the the earlier signs have you had and
0: i'm i already know the answer to this it's probably yes you've had people come in your office with blood work saying the doctor says i don't have thyroid problems my blood work is fine but i've got all the symptoms yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that's really what i think about with disease it's finally labelable because it's within the correct or the appropriate medical construct You before you've got dis-ease where you're uncomfortable, you've got all the symptoms, but they don't know what to do with that.
2: Right. It's um, not treatable in their category. Right. And so therefore, it's just either wait till it happens or mm-hmm. or you know. Yes, wait something. till it's
0: bad enough to take a pill for that and then we can address it. Right. Which really is where I think the work to being healthy needs to happen is in that that precursor. You have to be proactive. We don't want anyone to be dependent on medication and surgeries and shots. Can we can we catch up before it gets that bad? And if you get that bad, can we be proactive about getting you back off of that road? So I'm going to pose a question for both of you: What does proactive health look like? Because there's a million opinions out there on what you should be doing to stay healthy.
1: Yeah. Um. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a good question, right? Um, I think the dynamic of that is how aware are we um, to listen to our bodies? How aware are we to the things inside of us introspectively and things externally to us? Cause I think a lot of the dynamics in that is how do we address the external dynamics before the internal dynamics? And I always feel like that, that is one way of going about it, but I always feel like if we're looking at this from a marital dynamic or whatever that may be, and I've been wronged, but therefore, if I feel like I've been wrong, so I need to go address that, yes, but what light and modality are you taking within that conversation? So if it's in pain, and I go to my wife, and I'm getting ready to let her know, well, again, it's my wife, so more than likely, if there's wrong to be had, it's me that's done the wronging, because again, if you know my wife, you understand why, but again, for the exit. For the illustration, if she's done something wrong and it's impacted me, and as a result of that, I feel like I need to go give her a piece of my mind, what is she feeling? What's coming to her as I go address her? Um, And and not only that, but as she feels that being permeated off of me, what is she doing? She's defending and protecting herself to the extent of whatever. Is she going to hear that? Absolutely not. So the opportunity is what does that look like for us to be aware of what's taking place in us introspectively and addressing those things, learning to listen. We understand this physiologically really, really well. If a kid's climbing a tree and he falls and hurts his arm, the dynamic of that is putting our attention onto the pain. And it's not saying, well, you know what? You got another arm. Just don't think about it. Right. And we kind of be doing that in a lot of ways, mentally and emotionally. But the idea is, can we put our attention and our focus there? Well, But, Brady, that hurts. Yeah, it does. Well, I don't like that. Yeah, I know. But if we can really put our attention there, what can happen as a result from the standpoint of learning to be aware? So really from the standpoint, I feel like the more introspective, the more attention and time and space that we can give by looking internal, by asking our body, hey, how am I doing today? And really from the standpoint of really sitting with God and breathing and taking in all his creation into us. That as a result of that, there's a lot of opportunities where we can learn and listen to all these different perspectives and theologies, not theologies, but but just philosophies that are out there. Maybe we can start applying them and actually see the benefit of what it is that we're hearing these people talk about.
0: So what you're trying to say is we need to stop being reactive?
1: Oh, well, you, if you're going to put it in just one one word like that, of course. <laughs> all right, all right. Like, Brady, you've been rambling for twenty minutes, and I just no, I'm, I'm no, going to no, no. yeah. summarize it. Yeah, of course, yes, absolutely.
0: No. So when we can get ahead of the reactiveness, pull ourselves out of that space, really concentrate on what is good for us, because there are a million health programs out there, a million health gurus who have certifications that don't mean anything, and all of the training that their friend, I mean, there's, there's a lot of information, y'all. But if we spent time with the Lord, if we had a mentor who actually could see the bird's eye view, you could actually make decisions based on what you need instead of what is the hot seller on TikTok right now.
1: Wow. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So well, Dr. Moore, did you have anything to add to that? Even though I kind of rambled on for about 20 minutes and did give you an opportunity to kind of share into that, did you have anything to add to that, kind of Dr. Kyra's question?
2: Well, I feel like there are things, right? There's always a the new fad or the next big thing. And and there's tried and true to basic things that we know are good for us, right? We know we should eat cleaner and less processed things. We know that a strong back and core is a good thing. And you don't need something fancy or to spend money you know, over the top to achieve those things. And so I think just making good basic day-to-day choices and being aware of those are great. You know, if you have a family history of thyroid issues, then it should be a focus that you take good care of your thyroid or, or what have you. So I think those are good when it comes to, you know, preventative or preemptive care
0: absolutely and I don't want our listeners to hear that we don't believe in modern medicine mm-hmm. no if I um, when Robert had his accident we needed modern medicine we needed drugs we needed surgery we needed all these things absolutely if you have a medical condition that requires then yes you should partake however it shouldn't be what we jump to it shouldn't yeah. be your first instinct when you have numbness in your hand to go get next surgery you should work with your body. You should work with your practitioners, preventative, 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 so you're not in the hole. I think COVID really taught us all that is you can't depend on pills and vaccines and the government to keep you healthy. Your, your health and your body have to be strong. Your immune system has to be intact, and nobody's going to do your push-ups for you,
1: so um, proactive. Okay. I'm kind of hoping that somebody would do my push-ups for me, right? That, that doesn't happen? I could do you use some help with some crunches. That'd be nice.
2: <laughs> what, what's the number little.
1: for that? How do I call that? that, that
2: you know those little electrodes
0: that you're supposed to stick on your stomach and they're electrocuting you? At a slow They time? don't work.
2: I tried them years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. No, you, you don't, nobody does that for you. You've got no. to do the
1: hard work. Oh. Awesome. So when we think about that dynamic of it, I know that when when you are watching these things, that a lot of times we're sitting there thinking, well, what's something that that we're hoping to gain right here in this very video that can really help me take that step that that allows me to move in health and things of that nature. So what's one thing that we feel like we could give the audience, the people that are listening to right now, that, that, that's something that helps them oh, reorient, rethink differently, whatever that may be, something that, hey, if I can apply this tool, it can create impact. What would that be for, for our listeners today, ladies?
0: Well, my favorite um, thing to tell people, especially when they are really stressed at work is before they leave their office. And if you're working, you know, remotely at home, you could still do this at home, create a very good barrier between work life and home life. And in my office, especially in seasons that are very stressful, I keep a bowl in the kitchen area and I have Epsom salt in it. And at the end of a day, I go and I fill it with warm water and I literally put my hands in the water for about two to three minutes. And it symbolically, I am washing the day off of me. I'm putting it to rest. I'm saying internally, God, it did my best. I'm handing it back to you because I'm just a steward in this office, in this place. It also is putting all that magnesium into all of the acupuncture points of my hands, which affect everything. And it's just a good way for me to not walk in the door still thinking about what I need to do, who I need to call, what I need to tell this patient about, what, really be present with my family, and I really, I love that habit.
1: Wow.
2: That's a great idea. I love that.
0: Amanda, do you have anything you could tell patients if they wanted one quick thing to increase their health, what would you, that
2: one thing, what would you tell them to do? Oh, I do love magnesium and some Epsom salt baths. I do think those are great. Yeah. Um, I stole her walking. walking, you know, I think <laughs> getting outside in the sunlight and go for, you know, make a point to go for a 30-minute walk if you can. Get outside, get the movement. You know, at the sunlight, I think it's just healing. I think it's great.
0: Absolutely. I was actually reading an article, and I need to go back and cite it, that was talking about how your eyes move when you walk outside in nature. You scan the sidewalk right to left, right to left. Um, as you're walking, just naturally, it's where your eyes go, which actually is very um, similar to some EMDR therapy we've seen with that bilateral brain stimulation which is why um, I've always heard if you have a very difficult conversation to have with your spouse go on a walk with them and talk about it as you're walking symbolically you're walking together in the same direction but both of you have that calming effect on your nervous system so yeah I think walking is huge
1: absolutely a a lot of walk and talk therapy that has kinda come on the scene where I don't know if a lot of therapy practices are able to offer, because again, the dynamic of the the complexion is how do you create confidentiality in that, but there's a lot of benefits to that whole walk and talk therapy standpoint, like what you were talking about, Dr. Kyra. So, yeah.
0: awesome. Well, Brady, what would be your one thing?
1: I think breathing. I think the opportunity of just, you know, when we get really stressed, typically we go into this kind of this, um, oh goodness, what's the terminology? Yeah. Um, Kind of where you're, you're hyperventilating, in, in, in essence, an idea of just remembering to breathe, remembering the vagus nerve, remembering all those different complexities of what just breathing does. You know, when we run, we typically breathe differently. When we sleep, we typically breathe differently. And so in that, when we're stressed, do we breathe differently? And what does it mean to actually take a deep breath? And 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 all the different things, whether that's box breathing, whether that's taking a deep breath in to the point where you can't take a deep breath in anymore, not without not not hurting yourself, and breathing out to the point where you can't breathe out anymore, again without hurting yourself, or if it's the whole six nine twelve breathing in for six seconds, holding for nine out for 12 and then from the standpoint of even utilizing some some imagery within that from the standpoint of imagining peace or light coming in with that breath as you're breathing in and as you hold that imagining that light or peace running all throughout your body and as you're breathing out imagining stress or anxiety or whatever it is that really is impacting you leave your body as a result and so i really feel like breathing and breathing deeply um, is, is something that can create impact
0: that's awesome. I think that all ties back all three of our strategies tie back to what Amanda said before is we're all in a stressed world and mm-hmm. all three of those in their own way will calm the nervous system, decrease cortisol and goodness knows we all we all know those are super helpful with long-term health. Those are awesome.
1: Yes. Yes. So, Dr. Moore, uh, as we think about kind of transitioning, uh, is there anything that um, as clients come to you or even just from the standpoint of listeners right now, if there's one thing that you want them to hear about who you are, what's that one thing that you're sitting there thinking, hey, if you come see me or um, if you're thinking about needing my services or anything like that, what's the one thing that you kind of want to leave in their mind as they think about Dr. Moore and 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 who she is and the type of services that she gives?
2: That I – that i care that i want to spend time with the people that i see i want to listen and i want to help and and so i you know it, it might not be the you know right off the bat that we figure it out but it's my goal that okay if that didn't work and make a difference let's try something different and we're going to get to the bottom of this mm. i love that that's great well we are super
0: glad to have you on our team welcome and I'm very excited about what the next year
2: is going to bring for us.
1: Yes. How do I get on your calendar, Dr. Moore, is what I want to know. Just walk down the hallway and hey, take
2: hey. a left. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha.
0: Yes, we will actually have our new website up and um, functioning within the next week. And it has online booking capabilities so you can book with any of our staff. Um, there's just a little hiccup in the next week that's going to happen. But we're we're working on working those hiccups out.
1: That we are. That we are.
0: Very good. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Moore. Again, we are so glad to have you on our team.
2: Thank you. Thank you for listening. We speak health, hope, and healing over you. For more information, visit our website at integratedcnw.com.